All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is your host, Marlo, along with Casey. And Casey, we had a little, a little up and down weekend this weekend. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe on your half a little bit more up and up weekend. Uh, my half uh, an up and down weekend. But we Yes, for the second weekend in a row, we did have a, a wedding that we were both in the same place at the same time again. Yeah. Yeah, we saw each other in person. Um, probably the last—I wouldn't say last time for a while—but uh, we'll be confined back to our respective uh, parts of Wisconsin now and talking over the internets for I think uh, at least a little while now. Yeah, well, forget this in real life stuff. What's that about? Yeah, I mean, back to back weddings. It's like we're twenty-seven years old again. Uh, <laughs> the weddings every weekend. Uh, yeah, it was a, a different, uh, different change of pace. Uh, this one was actually in Madison, uh, so we were in Madison while the football team was in Iowa City. Um, so we attempted to, I guess, fill the void of some sort. Right, and unlike last time, this game <clears throat> was in well, yeah, inconveniently scheduled on top of the wedding with right. the seven thirty kickoff. So we had a little bit of a dilemma. You know, going going into the wedding, how we were going to handle this? Yeah, and I think uh, we both went in going, we're going to try to be respectful, normal people, uh, wedding guests, and uh, limit how much we're we're following the game, and we'll catch it later. We'll get highlights, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, after the ceremony, we went inside, you know, started the reception, whatnot. And it was a occasional glance down at the phone, right? That's how we started. Right, yeah, we're kicking off. Okay, drive one's down. We're not losing. Okay, good. Let's get back to the party a little bit. Yeah. And I guess perhaps, uh, you know, luckily for us, it was a relatively slow start to the game as well. So not a lot, at least score-wise, was, was happening early on. So it allowed us to kind of be, oh, still 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay, oh, still 0-0. Zero, zero. Let's, you know, check out the photo booth or let's, you know, have a piece of cake or whatever, you know, normal wedding people are doing. Yeah, get another drink at the bar. Sure. A little yeah. bit of that. A little bit of that. Just a little bit. Uh, but then, uh, as the game went on and uh, points started being put up on the scoreboard, I think uh, our strategy sh- shifted a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. The uh, I think the highlight was the first touchdown where we were still just kind of <laughs> passively looking at the uh, <laughs> the score on the phone. And yeah. someone goes, touchdown, and we all just go into our touchdown fight song dance. It's great. Yeah, well, not only that, that would be one thing if we were at the wedding, but at this point, we were on, like, <laughs> so the wedding was at uh, the uh, Botanical Gardens in uh, Madison, and at the time that that happened, we were on a night walk along amongst the garden <laughs> uh, in a little gazebo thing with, like... Uh, lighting know. and stuff i don't know nah, it was very trippy and where yeah and so we're doing our little you know celebration and then, then we kind of get done with just one round of it and look around and we're like oh there are like other families here just <laughs> on a nature walk and then there's a bunch of people dressed up doing a touchdown celebration dance <laughs> it was uh interesting all right let's put our put our phones back in our pockets and, and watch the next part of the of the nature walk i guess but um yeah that was that was very interesting and awkward, and awkward. Yeah, very, yeah, very awkward. Because not only were we among 
Although when I was walking out, when uh, uh the dads of the families that was was there, he's like, "So we scored." I was like, "Yeah, seven <laughs> zero." He's like, "So that he, he scored, right?" He had a little, he had a little fist pump, and I was, you know, I, I was glad that I could let him know, uh, as he was right. out with his family, you know, enjoying nature or whatever. Right, you're doing a service to the community. Thank you for your service. Yeah. So then we got back into, uh, I guess we got finished with the nature walk. Got back into the the reception itself. Um, and I, w- I was in there, I think the second half had just started, and I was looking around at, you know, all these wonderful people having a great time at a wedding, you know, just enjoying themselves, enjoying the company of their friends and family who are there. And yeah. I just wanted to look at my phone and see what the score was, <laughs> see what, what, what the last play was. Right. And I felt pretty terrible. Yeah, it was so hard. It was like, oh, yeah, because all my friends are here. We're hanging out, having conversation. And I can just feel my phone like burning a hole in me, like, check me, check me. You know, you want to check me. Yeah. Like, it, it was there. And I just wanted to know what was going on. It was really bad. I feel really bad about it, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, but I feel like we got a little bit vindicated towards the end of the night as, again, the game got more and more nervy into uh, the fourth quarter. I don't think we turned the game on until the fourth quarter, did we? I don't. I would say, I would say the fourth quarter was, yeah, I think the fourth quarter was completely streamed. Yeah, so then we got out the phones, streamed, uh, streamed it live to the wedding, and it wasn't just us, you know, sitting on on there watching it. It was, I drew a pretty big crowd, so I felt a little better about that. A little bad for the uh, Mister and Mrs. Who's wedding it was, <laughs> as they're trying to get people to dance, and we're like, just hold on, it's third down, yep. uh, or going out and dancing for what I estimated to be a commercial break, and then coming back <laughs> and, and checking the phone. Um, but yeah, we did devolve into terrible wedding guests and watch the end of the game, which fortunately, uh, ended up well for us, uh, from the phone or on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So the the game ends with a crowd of people actually, well, well, yeah, game pretty much ends in the crowd of people Hank huddled around a, an iPhone um, on the tour. Wisconsin comes out victorious. Yeah. Which makes the night so much better. So much better. Um, uh, it does. Off it's, it really does. It's one of the last week going to, again going to a wedding after we lost to BYU and this week winning during a wedding. It really kind of puts in perspective how much that we let <laughs> sports <laughs> affect our emotion. Uh, and I had a little bit of that today, which I think I'll talk about later. But yeah, it uh, definitely lifts the night back up as we're very nervous and uh, you know I guess gearing down as far as the wedding goes. Uh, but then the Badgers win, the wedding's kind of over, and we're like. All right, what's next? What's Instead that? of let's just sadly go back to our hotel rooms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it definitely pivoted the night there. Uh, and as you mentioned, Wisconsin ended up winning. Uh, I guess with the deceptive uh, scoreline of twenty-eight to seventeen. Very deceptive. Uh, yeah, that scoreline makes it, which I guess is good, right? If you're around the league, you know, doing the AP poll or coaches poll, and you look at that scoreline, that's a pretty impressive win at Iowa. Um, but it, you know, took two. Like last minute touchdowns, I guess, to to get to that score, um, a late drive, and then the interception and running uh, for a touchdown with like twenty seconds left. So, uh, not as comfortable as if you just saw the score line uh, would think it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you got? What do you got here for your overall takeaways on this game? So, I guess first of all, it was a very Wisconsin Iowa game, uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. these two teams play more or less the same style so when they play each other it's a really always a really weird game it's always low scoring i mean 28 17 i would say is on the higher end of, of what 
happens when these two teams play. Uh, it was 0-0 after the first quarter and 7-7 at halftime. And I was like, this feels like a Wisconsin-Iowa game. Uh, and I think like most Wisconsin-Iowa games, it comes down to who makes the mistake. Right. If we yeah. think back a couple years, you know, uh, I have one famous. I, I guess I don't need to bring up the one famous Wisconsin one that I'm thinking of. But uh, and in this game, uh, the Badgers both were making mistakes. Badgers making mistakes with penalties. They had eight penalties for 68 yards. Iowa only one penalty for five. But Iowa had, I guess, the more devastating mistakes with the turnovers. They had three turnovers, two on punts, uh, incidentally, and then that late interception, which sealed. Uh, more or less sealed the victory uh, with the touchdown. Uh, so Iowa made the bigger mistakes in this Wisconsin-Iowa game with, for whatever all other intents and purposes, seemed pretty even. Yeah, and I think um, you know, some of the mistakes that Iowa made, they were forced into those mistakes by Wisconsin, so that was good to go. And overall, I think it was a, you know, a very gritty, like you said, Wisconsin-Iowa game, very yeah. gritty win going into Connect Stadium um, at night. You know, after a disappointing loss, there could have been a time of letdown. They could have just let it fall between their fingers, but they did. They gritted it out. Um, so that's good to see that, like the the mental toughness aspect is in this team. Um, yeah. To you know, to really to grind out that game. Uh, it, some of the we can get into kind of how some of the other things on offense, offensively. Yeah. Um, it looked like obviously we were trying to you know ground it on the ground as always. I sweared off Hornybrook last week. Yeah. I buried him. I said I was done. <laughs> I'm not back. I'm not all yeah. the way back okay. on him. All right. I'm not all the way back on him. I mean, he he was he came through in the clutch. Yeah, I got to give him that. He came through in the clutch, but I just again he was being like Hornybrook most of the game, and I feel like the game could have been a lot less nerving, unner- <laughs> unnerving. Um, you know, had he just if he- executed a little bit better. Well, he didn't make the big mistake, though. He did make the big mistake, and I, that's what I, I guess what I was going to go talk about. He needs to. We, I keep saying that he needs to do one of two things, right? Be good and efficient, or avoid mistakes. And I think in this game, he did both. He ended up with a stat line of seventeen to twenty-two, two hundred five, which I guess that doesn't jump off the paper at you. Um, you know, he's not making big plays downfield, but he's moving the chains. He's getting yardage, uh, three touchdowns, and as I kind of alluded to, zero interceptions. Uh, I think it's an effective game, and I think it's what we need to win. If we had this Horny Brook last week, we win. I don't want to say easily, but we win that game if we have this Horny Brook. Yep. Uh, last week we were terrible on third down. This week we were seven of fourteen, so about uh, or so exactly. I was going to say about fifty percent, but that's easy enough to calculate at fifty percent. <laughs> at fifty percent on third downs, which I think again, if we did that last week or we do that going forward, I think we'll be successful. Um, and I think one of the late third down ones went off of Ferguson's hands that I thought he should have caught. Mm-hmm. Um, but the defender was there. Well, you know, whatever. Um, so it could it could have been even better than that. Uh, he's. It seems like the, the takeaway from this game is Hornybook had a great game, and he's getting praised for it. I wouldn't go that far. He had a good game. Yeah. yeah. A very good game. But, like, he didn't – and, again, this is coming from – I guess our viewpoint, right, of how we followed the game, but I don't know that he won the game, but he was very good, and he's he was the Horny Brook that we need to be a very good team. Yeah, he's the his stat line seven for twenty two, two hundred five, three touchdowns. A very Horny Brook stat line, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, you know, I said that we would learn a lot from this game either way, and I think what I learned is that Horny Brook is Horny Brook, and I was yeah. expecting him to take a step. 
I don't think he's going to take a step. He's just going to be, this is what he's, this is what he is, right? Yeah. This is what yeah, he's going to be. So I think that's fair, but I think it's that he does this. The taking the step is that you always do this as opposed to doing this some games and then having BYU games. Um, and we saw that last year. Last year, the BYU game last year, he was great. He was like 18 for 19 for whatever, 250 maybe. I don't, I don't remember the exact stat line. But he had a kind of efficient game like this. But then he had other games where he wasn't that. And then this year, it was the reverse. So we just need him to be this kind of efficient quarterback to to man the head of this offense. Um, and I think that would that's the step forward. It's not that he's going to all of a sudden put up crazy stats. It's that he's consistently this guy, I guess, is my hope. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You're just you're taking it easy on him. I get it. I'm trying. I, <laughs> I, I want I'm I guess I'm trying to maybe he listens to the pod and he can take my positivity yeah. and, and run with it. But that I, like, maybe I'm trying to like sp- I really like that guy, Casey. He really yeah, gets me. Well, yeah, or I'm trying to speak it into existence. Like, <laughs> Hornybrook, be consistent, and then therefore he will be consistent. I don't know. I guess it's wishful, wishful podcasting on my part. Yeah, on the consistency side of things, though, yeah. we, we Taylor had 113 yards. No touchdowns again, um, but yeah. consistently 100, 100 plus yards, um, you know, on the ground. Also, no fumbles, so that's good as well. Right. Uh, you know, again, go, I mean, like, like, like we've been saying, I was pretty much the same thing as Wisconsin, so we're going against a stack D. Try to yep. run through that. So, I don't know. What's your take on this? Is this good to see? It's just in, nothing too explosive, just kind of, you know, chipping away at yards on carries. Is I, this good to see, or do you want to see a little bit of different out of Taylor? I'm surprised that this is the second game in a row that we haven't seen an explosive play. Mm-hmm. I guess he had one on the first drive last week against BYU that went for like 30, 31 or something like that. Uh, but it didn't. I don't think he had any like that in this game. Uh, and it's a little surprising, although, as you know, we expect it. Uh, 113 yards against Iowa is tough. That's not going to happen often this year uh, against Iowa, and especially the way that these two teams play. Um, so I think it's a good performance, but if we kind of. And he does what he needs to do for the team to win the game. But if we take a step back and kind of talk about Jonathan Taylor as we would hope to be talking about him as a Heisman candidate, I think it was a, a tough game for the candidacy. Going a little bit to that Heisman race, it is, like you called, going completely a quarterback race right now. Yeah. If you look at anything, it's, it's all quarterbacks, which usually it is. And still early in it, but I don't know. I, I guess at this point, he needs a big game in a in this big spotlight to really get back up there. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think he needs, you know, a three touchdown game against Penn State or Michigan or just put up, you know, crazy numbers against some of the not as uh good teams that we play uh coming up on the schedule. But I guess I'm to get back to I think it was a good performance, but I I guess I'm just surprised. Again, I guess I'm repeating myself, but a surprise that there's not more um, big plays coming out of the running game from Taylor uh, that we had have seen in the past, even in uh, against tough defenses. Uh, so hopefully he gets back onto that, and we can start vaulting him back up and and hyping the Heisman talk uh, more going forward. Yeah, I just want to see. I want to see him get back in the end zone. Whether I, I think I just want him to get that taste for the end zone back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether they give him the ball. It does. It seems like they stopped giving him the ball in the red zone for some reason. 
Um, oh, fumbled in the red zone against. That's true. Okay, the reason is known. So, <laughs> they, but yeah. So I do. Yeah. See, either way, get a long run, get in the end zone. I like getting in room, but grinding these out. Um, you know, you can't really. You know, can't be too mad at that, right? Right. Right. Um, something that I uh, I wouldn't say mad at, but I am questioning at this point mm-hmm. is our defense is okay to good, but yeah. I I. I'm having questions on how teams are are getting chunk yardage at times. And it it seems to me like the defense is either, all right, we're going to stop him right here, or like all of a sudden we're just getting gashed for 40, 20, 20, 40 yards. Yeah, it's something that I I think is in the past, the way that our uh, defense has played has happened, but it feels like it's happening more often. And it, I think it's I think it's somewhat worrisome um, that we just give up these these huge gashes. A part of it, I think, we talk about the young secondary uh, that I think is part of it. But even uh, the linebacker play, and again, maybe it's just another year in which we lose linebackers to the NFL. Um, the gaps in the linebacker are there more often than I feel like they used to be. Yeah, and I think I knew that. Or I I had a thought going into season that it would be it wouldn't be the same, but I didn't think it'd be this big of a transition. And I didn't think I just guess I just didn't think the those type of plays were in the you know Wisconsin DNA, especially against like an Iowa, you yeah. know maybe against some of these more athletic teams, Penn State, Ohio State. But like to see that happen against these like BYU and Iowa, it's just it gets me really nervous, really nervous. Yeah, I think and I was hoping be- that's something they can shore up because I, I feel like it's just a little adjustment here and there. Yeah. You know, it's nothing on that we don't have the athletes. It seems more of a scheme thing to me. Yeah. We'll yeah, we'll see. That. And I I think that we're kind of I, I guess I hope that uh Jimmy Leonard uh is coming to the realization that he has to do something a little bit different this year than last year. Just the personnel doesn't seem to be able to limit these big plays. As well as they had in the past, so we'll see. I'm, I'm, don't we're not sounding off a bell, uh, alarm bells or anything. Nope, just but, question marks. But just kind of makes us feel a little uneasy. All right, I got game. I got game balls to give out. Or game I have ball. a game ball. You I have a game. Ball. Ball I have a game ball. Okay, you want to go first? Go ahead. You want to go ahead? Well, I'm going to give it to Alex Hornibrook. Oh, okay. uh, and you know we talked about him enough, I guess. But uh, to come out and have that type of performance on the road, I think. Uh, was worthy of the game ball and and stood out above the rest of the players. So we talked about him at probably too much for I guess, a lot of our <laughs> listeners, I'm sure. Uh, maybe even you. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to give my game ball to Jake Ferguson, the godson. Or no, grandson, sorry. Grandson, yeah. Grandson. If you, I mean, grandson of Barry Alvarez. You know, he had, he had four steps for 50 yards and a touchdown, but... Those were all of his receptions came at big times. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the touchdown to get things going, and then he had uh, three other like uh, third down conversions uh, that really kept kept the ball moving. Obviously, and kept us in the game. So my game ball goes to Jake for being there when we needed. Yeah, him. I think we saw the, the touchdown on stream and go was that was that Ferguson? And then they <laughs> showed Barry Alvarez, and I was like that. Yeah, that's Ferguson. That's Ferguson. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, I think he's definitely become uh, as tight ends seem to do, and Wisconsin's produced some good tight ends. Um, 
kind of the the safety blanket of a quarterback, and I think Ferguson's really growing into that role for Hornybrook. So game right. balls, game balls, and that puts a bow on Wisconsin Iowa. They have a Wisconsin has a, a bye this week, so we're off this week. Yeah, we're all we'll be here. Wisconsin will be off. We'll figure out what we'll talk about. We'll be here. We'll yeah, be Wisconsin. Here. Wisconsin's off, uh, so got to find something to do next Saturday. <laughs> Some question: What are we going to do? Yeah, uh, and then they return uh, home against Nebraska on the sixth. Oof, Nebraska, dude! Can we talk about that real quick? Are we, we, probably, we probably should save it for next week. But oh, we thought that game was going to be like the cooter, like that was going to be such a hype game. Yeah, and the, Nebraska was going to be back. <laughs> yeah, and oh, uh, yeah, and. Yeah, it didn't work we out. We were that way. worried about Scott Frost. And yeah, his impact. <laughs> yeah, because you were talking about like circling that as like a probable like possible night game. Night game. Like, yeah, yeah, game day game type thing. No, yeah. not even it's game day might be at Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, we'll see. Let's get let's 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 get it. Let's get let's get past uh, Nebraska. Yeah. So <laughs> <talk about that>. <laughs> <laughs> Back to more football. Yeah. It's the people that get paid a little more. Above the table. Above the table. <laughs> NFL. And Casey, yeah, guess what? Great. Yeah. NFL. <laughs> NFL. Was it not a not a good one for you? Yeah. It wasn't well, it wasn't a good week for the Packers. It wasn't a good week for my picks, uh, my confidence pool. Oh no. Uh and we'll talk about I guess two of those here. I think I picked the Bears, but anyway. Not a great week. Let's go, let's start with the good news for you. The, the good news. Bears Bears are back with the win over Arizona. All right. And the last, no, every game. No, this, this whole team, this whole way we've been playing reminds me, I'm just like, I think we're back in 2004. Yeah. We just have, we have a, a pretty good defense, a suspect mm-hmm. offense, and just find a way to win with the defense getting like eight turnovers and hopefully they score a touchdown so we can put points on the board. Seems problematic. I know I'm whining about it after a win, but hey, we're two and one on top of the division. Yeah, I don't know the last time I could say I've been able to say that at any point in the season. Yeah. And yeah, Bears Bears are back. I just it, as as Pack fans, just so frustrating how the Bears find ways to win <laughs> games this way. I, but I guess. Congratulations, Are you serious. Congrats, the guy that's had Aaron Rodgers for no, I know. <laughs> But we lose because our defense sucks, and I have to watch the Bears win with Mitch Trubisky. It's just weird. It's weird to watch uh, the Bears win the way that they do. But I guess my takeaway is congratulations. You beat the second-worst team in the NFL, yeah. barely. Yep. On the road, which I guess is something, but, you know, congratulations. You did it. Yeah. Uh, Josh R- Rosen made an appearance. Yeah. So, okay, before we get into Josh Rosen, yep. how bad is Sam Bradford? I mean... My oh God. my goodness! Well, to start the game when he threw like two two touchdowns in the first quarter, yeah, I was like, "What are we?" I was like, "What happened here?" Yeah. And then, yeah, it slowly I was like, "Okay, Sam Bradford's back. This is this is Sam Bradford I know and love, and doesn't do anything." But that guy has made so much money, yeah, for not being that good of a quarterback. No, and his his turnovers today were really bad, like. Uh, I guess at least the the interception he threw when he was rolling to the right. I don't remember who intercepted it. It was low to the ground. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? yeah. And then the fumble was 
just atrocious. <laughs> just go down. My God. Fumble was great. <laughs> You're Sam Bradford. Uh, I just, uh, it would be so frustrating to root for him. Uh, uh, or, you know, have him on your team, I think. But yeah. maybe Arizona doesn't have to do that much longer because they did bring in Josh Rosen for the final drive mm-hmm. against a, you know, really good Bears pass rush. How do you bring Rosen in in that situation? How I don't is know. that the first time he gets NFL action down, two minute warning drill against, I don't know. I'm, Little I'm Mac and company? Uh, yeah, yeah here Khalil, you go. I was going to say like top five passers. <laughs> I don't know exactly. But yeah, yeah Khalil yeah. Mack and uh, the rest of the Bears defense. Uh, yeah. That seemed really weird. It was that really was... questionable. Yeah, it was like if you were going to bring, if you, as a coach, if you're like, if you had an inkling that, you know, Sam's not doing it for me, I need to put Josh in. You think you would have done it like start of the fourth quarter. Right. You go wait till you're down because they didn't go right. up until they went up by two with the field goal. And they're like, oh, let's just put Josh in there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> now that there's now that just four, four minutes, minutes left. Four in the minutes game. left. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess to to be fair, I think there was a zero percent chance that Sam Bradford was going to win sure, the game. That's fair. So there was a more than zero percent chance that uh, Rosen would. But to throw. As far as kind of like you think of like developing your quarterback, what a tough spot to put him in. I don't know. That seemed really strange. That seems strange. Yeah, that seems real strange. But um, uh, yeah. it, it for a bit, it looked like it was the right decision because he was driving down the field uh, and got at least on the Bears half of the field. I don't know yeah, how he close did. it he actually got, ended yeah, up being. He got to the line. And um, then uh, it petered out, but yeah. it could have been. I mean, if he comes back and wins the game, I mean... The coach looks like a genius. Oh, and, of course. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's of the, all the first rounders as every, everyone's played snaps now, right? He was the last one. Yeah, he was the last team. one because I think Bridgewater got, uh, if you, it, are you counting, uh, not Bridgewater, sorry, uh, the Louisville quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, he, he did get a couple snaps, but if yeah. you're, if you're just counting kind of the early first rounders, they've all, they've all played now. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, I, it's a little too short to tell how Rosen looked, but Josh Allen looked good. Baker Mayfield looked good. What do you want to talk about that now, or when we talk about? Oh, we, other, we can talk about. Let's get, to, let's, let's get to let's get to your Packers. We don't want to. All right, we don't want to not right. talk about the Packers. Okay, all right, Packers. <laughs> what even is a tackle anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> oh My wait, God. wait, wait! I didn't know this is Casey's complaint. Sorry, Casey's no. Complaints. Well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, starting. My God. So for the second week in a row, Clay Matthews get, gets called. Well, third week, third in a row, week. I guess he's third going, week in he's a row going for the streaks. Yeah, uh, he gets a rough in the passer call. I concede that the one against uh, the Bears was a late hit, so that was a legit call. I think mm. last week, I don't know how that was. This week was even worse. The quarterback has the ball. He literally just tackles him. He runs into him, and they both fall over. Also known as a tackle, and they throw a flag and say that his body weight fell on him or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Not only that, like the drive before, a defensive lineman picks Rodgers up off of the ground, throws him to the ground like a uh, ragdoll, and lands on top of him. And that's fine. That's fine. But you got to protect Alex Smith. My God. Ugh. Well, you know that body weight rule was put in because of the whole Aaron Rodgers situation last yes, year. Yes, but if you look at the... <laughs> yes, I agree. I know that that was the rule. 
But the way that it's interpreted, that Clay Matthews was body weight when he's just literally tacking, tackling the guy in the Rodgers play where the guy throws him on the ground and then goes on top of him, mm-hmm. it's a clear misinterpretation of the rule that they just made up. And what frustrates me more is that last week and this week, the NFL rules Twitter handle thingy has <laughs> come out and said, no, the calls against Clay Matthews are the correct way we want to interpret this rule, which is just baffling. Oh, yeah, they doubled down. I was so surprised they doubled down. In, on both, in both cases. Oh, have they already doubled on this today? They already doubled oh, down wow. on this one today because they said the body weight thing. <laughs> and it's it, it's just unbelievable because everybody who's watching this goes and you go they went into halftime or it was halftime of the Bears game excuse me they went after the game they're talking about it and everybody's like Michael Strahan's there I don't know what to do I don't know how they can call this Terry Bradshaw is like I got sacked a million times I don't know and this they the NFL thinks that they're right in this and everybody else is looking around going what are they talking about and I understand I'm coming at this from a Packer fan but like I'm seeing other people who aren't Packer fans looking at each other going, I don't I don't know what to do. And I honestly feel like Okay. Now I'll go there. I feel like they're targeting Clay Matthews. <laughs> yeah, I was with about this. to ask you, what did Clay Matthews do? I what did he do like to the they, league? I feel like the NFL is like, we're making an example of Clay Matthews. Again, two uh, one the one call against the Bears I'll grant, but these two calls have been awful calls, and the league has doubled down. And I am not familiar with a case. Again, as a Packer fan, I don't search these things out. I should probably. I have a podcast. <laughs> I'm not familiar with another case where this happens, where the NFL then reiterates that the referees called it correctly, like they have twice with Clay Matthews. I think it's ridiculous. And last week it cost us a game because Kirk Cousins threw the interception. This week it you can't say it cost us the game because the Packers were down. Um, but it was a very momentum. It was a third down play. They ended up punting in the end, but it would have been a third down second. We get the ball back with a lot more time left, a lot more chance for Rodgers to come back and win. That was a lot more time than I thought I'd spend on that. I'm super frustrated about that rule, and I think as a neutral person, a neutral NFL fan, not myself, but other neutral NFL fans are should be very confused about this as well. But it's really distracting from the game. I have an excuse now, right? I can yeah. complain about this one call in the game. Um, it allowed me to be distracted from a really, really sloppy Packers performance. Uh, they had like three or four drops, the biggest one being former Badger Lance Kendricks. Oh. Third down play, I think they were with around their 10-yard line. They would have been out to the to the 50. It was like a breadbasket catch, and he just missed it. They, it was brutal. Um, Cobb had a couple. Should have been maybe drops, incompletes. Uh, they had 11 penalties for 115 yards, 15 of those ridiculous on the Clay Matthews roughing the passer. Uh, but I guess 100 other yards were I have less an issue with. But really, really sloppy game. And for the third week in a row, I guess two out of the three weeks, last week we came out and did well initially. The defense looked like it didn't know what it was doing at the beginning of this game, and that's how it looked against the Bears. And then we made adjustments at halftime, and the second half was much better. Uh just do the adjustments in the first half. Just have a game plan that will work. I don't understand. Well, uh, that's not their fault because Adrian Peterson saw the Packers colors and like gave him the fountain of youth and he thought he was in the Vikings uniform again. Yeah. And just came out running like he was 20, 26, 27 again. 
Yeah, he had a good game. Did you say he said he wants to be remembered as the greatest running back of all time? Oh like yeah, that's why. That's why he's still playing. Yeah, no, I yeah. Of, I, I figured that because why would you be playing right now? It's kind of like that ship has kind of sailed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like the last, like old school. I just all I do is run between the tackles, running back. Like I don't catch the ball. Just give me the ball and let me run. Running back. Is he? All right, quick. Top. Yeah. Is he top five all time? Top. He's top ten for sure. Top I don't even need to sure. go. I don't even need to go through top ten. I mean, I I feel like I probably have to put not. him up there. Probably because, not top five. I have to put him up there just because he because I you know he played in the prime of when I was watching football all the time. Yeah. So he has sure. like some of the greatest He's, runs. Like I remember him torching like having the NFL record against the Bears in like his rookie year, second year, whatever that was. Yeah. Things like that. So that sticks out. So it's like I look at him. I look at Emmett. Yeah, he's probably the best of like he he's definitely the best of his generation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then you go the generation before that, that's Emmett and Barry, but they're yeah. probably ahead of him. You yeah. go generation before that, that's Walter Payton. Yeah. And you can say Gail Sayers. Right. Right. But then yeah, after you get up to Walter and then I'm I, like, I, I, I don't know if I can then, I don't know if I can have an opinion on it. I didn't see those guys play. Right. Yeah. And then like apparently Jim Brown was really good. Yeah. So he's probably up there. <laughs> OJ. So let's say top five. He'll be he'll be number five. Okay. And then we can complain about who's four versus six. Okay. So top five. All right. I, all right. So when I asked, when I kind of scoffed at best running back of all time, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. But it, I guess it's somewhat reasonable if you're a top five running back of all time. And there's probably right, but I don't think anything like, that he's doing now or doesn't do yeah. will change that position. You know, right? Whatever right. He, he's, it's already written, is what I'm saying. Well, right. In, yeah. Unless he's great, but he's probably not going to be. Right. He's just chasing those records. That's all he's trying to do. Yeah. Speaking of records, like Frank Gore moved up to fourth place, fifth place in all-time rushing. Really? Can you believe that? Frank Frank Gore. Gore? He moved ahead of Curtis, my favorite, Martin. Curtis, my favorite. Wow. I did not see that coming. He's like behind Walter Emmett and Barry. Wow. I think he's fourth. But I don't. Remember him ever? I don't have like a significant Frank Gore memory. No, he was always like a reliable fantasy player. Like you always like, oh yeah, Frank yeah. Gore. No, him. Yeah, Let's pick him up. That's him. He's reliable to fourth all time in rushing. It's crazy. <laughs> all right, all I, right. I think I've complained and distracted enough from the actual Packers performance uh, there with the Vikings at one one and one. So let's start there with the I guess the biggest shock of the week. Yeah. Wait, which I guess. Which is a bigger shock? Mm-hmm. The Browns actually winning a football game Ooh. or the Vikings losing to the Bills? Man, you know what? I, I think it's I think it's the I think it's the Vikings because it wasn't they didn't just lose. Mm-hmm. They got destroyed mm-hmm. at home by yeah. the Buffalo Bills, who we were saying was <laughs> gonna be like the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um Yeah, and they're supposedly supposedly have this great defense and they just got roasted by uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, uh, a throwing touchdown and two running touchdowns. Yeah, so yeah, I would say the, I would say the Minnesota one. I say the Browns one. We kind of saw like as much as we make fun of it, we saw it coming. Like they were making steps to, yeah. to you know being respectable, um, and then you know just in that game, I know that I, I was talking about it when um, when uh, Tyler Taylor got hurt and taken out of the game, and Baker came in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go. Everyone's gonna get excited, and they're still gonna lose, but. Yeah, but then obviously it didn't happen, and Baker in, in energized that stadium and willed them to Big a time. win. But yeah, it was 
I don't know. It was uh, the Browns. The yeah. Browns win was awesome because it was like, I think I just saw American history. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns just won a game. It, it was exciting. Yeah, the Browns won a game. The people of Cleveland finally got to taste Bud Light. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I guess from a shock standpoint, yeah, it was against the Jets, right? So, sure. Um, not a great team. Also starting a, a rookie, rookie quarterback. Um. And if the Browns are going to win, they're going to do it on a Thursday, not on Sunday. Yeah. I don't think they won a Sunday game in like three years. It's crazy. Um, so they won again on Thursday. Uh, and Baker Mayfield, it looked like he looked like the truth. He looked great. Did he had that moxie? He yeah, he was going out there slinging. It looked like people. It did, as much as I hate to say it, it really did look like players were at, were playing harder when Baker was out there. Yeah, um, well, I think they knew he could get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And he could make plays happen, and they like uh, continued plays longer, I guess, than I they might otherwise have. Um, did you hear after the game, uh, Hugh Jackson? Mm-hmm. He wasn't sure who his starting quarterback was. He has to look at the week. tape. He's got to look at the tape. He has to look at the tape. See. Who- I mean, what is he watching in <laughs> practice that led him to wait until an injury to tires? Again, I like to. I like Tyrod, or again, I, I heard that's not the right way to say his name, but that's how on the pod we'll say it, at least for now. Um, I don't know how much you need to see him to... I like him, but my God, Baker came in and was electrifying. <laughs> and they could be they could be 3-0 and if Baker Mayfield played all the games. Don't you? I feel that way, and that's crazy. And the coach is like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll think about it some more. Yeah, gotta look at the tape. Watch him he, he comes out. Watch him come out and announce that Tyrod's still a starter, but Baker's gonna get some snaps. That's my favorite. When coaches, oh do yeah, that. Uh, he's a starter, but the other guy's gonna get some snaps. But like, what are these coaches doing? Like Baker clearly <laughs> looked better than Tyrod. Josh Allen, for all his flaws. Oh well, Nathan, uh, Nathan Peterman. Peter I mean, Peter. my God. And then uh, after watching. Uh, Arizona for the first time all year. Uh, and I guess I saw one drive of Rosen essentially, but he nonetheless, like he had to put more fear in you as a Bears. Oh, fan absolutely. Then Bradford did like, what are these coaches waiting? I don't know what they're seeing again. Not like I'm a coach or anything, but it seems like they aren't playing their best quarterback. And that seems really weird, but also really weird. Uh, random stat on the Vikings game. Mm. The bills were the, uh, Largest NFL upset. They were plus seventeen in the game in twenty three years to to win outright. That was a cra- yeah. That was a crazy spread. That was a college spread. Yeah. Plus seventeen. Plus, Justin, plus seventeen. I can't move. The- <laughs> Minnesota won, got it, shut out, and they won by twenty one. Jeez. So if I do some math, the thirty eight point swing. That's crazy. Uh, but good for, good news for us as fellow uh, NFC North. Because uh, I. Uh, Teams, you yep. know, I was a, it's a, a game that Minnesota should win as the favorites to win the division. It's a game they should win, and they didn't, so that's good. Yep, it's good. So, Puts the Bears on top of the division. Take that, Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, elsewhere around the league, I don't know where to go with that. Elsewhere around the, really, yeah. elsewhere around the league. Got some bad news for Jimmy G. Looks like he's done yeah. for the year. Um, the Shanahan came out and fears that it's an ACL, but he has his, he's he has the MRI tomorrow. Um, we'll find out, but yeah. it doesn't look good. It looks like Jimmy is done. 
just after everyone was talking about just after everyone was talking about oh i don't know if jimmy's the guy that they signed he was having a good game and then this happens yeah yeah it uh, i saw the replay once and i couldn't watch it again cuz it's a, a really he's running to the sideline and his knee just bends the a way that knees should not and it just it was gross um and that sucks for uh obviously him personally uh but for uh 49er fans uh, like our friend Joey, take that, Joey. <laughs> Just calling out personal. Just calling shots out personal vendettas this weekend. So. This week, okay. Yeah, yeah. That one is kind of rude. It was an injury. I shouldn't have done that. But oh, well, I did it. Well, it's on the pod. Moving can't on. Take it back now. Yeah. Oh man. man. Anything else? Anything <laughs> else around the league we should talk <laughs> about? Anything? Do we have friends of any? Uh, we have some Steeler fans, but they play tomorrow. So if they lose to. To Tampa, then we I can take that. Take that. Take that to them. But take that. And as we record, New England's losing to Detroit. So take that. Oh, are they? Oh, it's that late already. <laughs> take that, New England fans. Uh, I think we covered. I think we covered all of them. So all right. That, that was, was that was take that NFL this week. <laughs> that was Casey taking personal shots at uh, his friends. <laughs> all right. Speaking of oh, shots, <laughs> speaking of yeah. shots, Casey. Yeah, you know it. I know it. Guess who's back? Oh, finally! Tiger is back for real this time, all the way for back. Reals. He won a tournament, a PGA tournament. Not, PGA won. Yeah, even. not just some foo foo Dubai pumpkin open or something. Was <laughs> <laughs> the PGA I tournament? They do grow a lot of pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dubai pumpkin spice latte invitational. Um, nice. No, but this is, this is a PGA event. He was, he was leading. He had the lead. He's either tied for lead or led throughout the weekend, which is yeah. very Tiger, is back-esque. Um, yeah. With, you know, in the final group with some big names. Yeah, Rory was up there. Uh, they were the final pairing yeah. uh, today. It was definitely... Uh, uh, is it 2004 or what have you? Uh, looking up and seeing, maybe not 2004, but uh, 2013 was seeing Rory and Tiger in a final pairing. Uh, that was pretty neat. And then Tiger delivered Rory, not so much. Yeah, not so much. But the story's Tiger. Story's Tiger, wearing the victory red, getting the victory, yep. 18 and and putting the hand in the air. Man, was it? What was? The, how long had it been? It had been 1,876 days since his last PGA Tour win, which is 2013. Yes. I saw a hilarious tweet um, about what 2013. It was Justin Bieber 2013 versus now. (laughs) And he's like, you know, Teen Pop dialed up and now he's in his like Florida man phase. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. It was great. Uh, So search that one out. I encourage you fellow fans. Marl, I have to admit it though, mm-hmm. I totally missed it today. Oh no, I was too busy pouting about the pack. <laughs> <laughs> I was out uh, doing yard work and doing other housework, and let me tell you, a lot of yard and housework gets done when Packers lose. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you, things things finally get done around uh, the house when when they lose because I was doing that and pouting and being frustrated. Uh, and and forgot that that was coming up. Um, as I was watching the Packer game and planning on watching Tiger Woods after, uh, I I I totally missed it. Uh, so I must come clean there. 
But, but he's back. I heard that so. he's back. I heard that the crowd was insane. Uh, that I saw a picture of the 18th hole as he's putting to win, and he had a he had a pretty comfortable lead. I think he went by what two three strokes, yeah. something like that. Uh, the picture of him putting and it's just a mass of people watching him putt, which was pretty cool. Uh, and it's a it's I think we talked about this before. It's so weird to be rooting for Tiger after everything. Uh-huh. But it's so awesome to root for Tiger after everything. <laughs> and the the peak he was at, the downfall that he had, and all of the struggles from then to now, the setbacks, the he's back, no, he's not, to get a PJ Tour to win. I mean, it's a really, really good sports story. Yeah, it, actually, it is pretty incredible to, to think about. Because usually in any sport, even golf, when you fall off, if you fall off, no, I said when you fall off, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you're not coming back. I would say even golf. I'd say especially mm-hmm. golf. Like once you got like I, uh, you know, like David Duvall was like one of the best golfers of the world, and then he just couldn't hit a driver straight, and he was done. And I think he had some health things, but what, it's not important for my my narrative yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> like in golf, like you lose it and it's gone. And he has, I guess, got it back. And I, they showed his. FedEx rankings for whatever that's worth. He was ranked 21, 21st coming into this week. And I think it was November 2017. He was ranked like 1100 in the world. <laughs> and now he's a top 20 golfer again. And that's just, I mean, he's Tiger Woods. So in that sense, like, well, duh, he's Tiger Woods. He's one of the best golfers of all time. But in another sense, like he went all the way down to being like barely in the PGA and now he won a tournament again. And uh, as I said, it, hopefully we'll get one more magic run at a major. A major. Got it. Major. Oh, yeah, major. Woo. Woo. One more run at a major. Mm. And uh, but man, what a story! What a what is I, I guess as I said, what a story! What a narrative uh, that is somewhat complete or turned back around. Well, yeah, glad glad a tiger. Oh, well, congrats, tiger, on his win. Yeah, if you want to come on the pod, yeah. talk about it. <laughs> you're, welcome, you're welcome to come on the pod. Open invitation to Tiger. <laughs> yeah, of go course. on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, uh, Casey, we're bringing back. We, we've stepped away from this for a while. Yeah, but we got some esports to talk about. Yeah, there was some esports uh, news that crossed over into, I guess, more mainstream publications, uh, as it would be. Uh, Ninja, who we've talked about, the Fortnite uh, player, is on the cover of ESPN magazine. Uh, and I guess I, my first way, it's, it's really neat to see esports kind of recognized on the platform that is ESPN magazine. Granted, what is a magazine anymore? Right. How much does that matter? I think that's yeah. a, you know, who a, is a getting this magazine? Yeah. Yeah. Are there, yeah. Who's subscribing to this? Um, I still feel, but at the same time, I still feel like covers matter. And I think like you can look at covers of you know magazines, whether it's ESPN or Sports Illustrated or you know like Time Magazine, and you kind of get like snapshots of what was important when. Mm-hmm. And the fact that an esports competitor is on the cover of uh, ESPN, I think, is is pretty great for esports in general, and obviously for Ninja uh, specifically uh, to have that kind of reach that kind of level and to be recognized as a competitor. Uh, along the likes of other people who have been on uh been on the cover uh that said as magazine as kind of why magazines may not be the media that they once were feels like a month too late <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I feel like the the ninja hype train was like a month ago or two months ago, yeah. and now, and yeah, you know, I pretty much. I mean, it's pretty par for the course. ESPN. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, maybe we should get this guy on our magazine. That's that's how we should cover this. Yeah. Um. So that like yeah. So Tom that that still gets our magazine because he doesn't know how to because he signed up through like some school thing and doesn't know how to cancel it. <laughs> can see that this esport thing yeah. is a thing now. Yeah, which is I, I don't, again I think I think it's it's something. Um, but I don't. Know, but it, and there's the whole you know uh, interview article that will go with it that is much more in depth that magazines can do that you can't get elsewhere and and that might be useful and maybe i'll seek it out for that but um i don't know just the the cover uh, the image of it is, is pretty neat i think for esports and ninja both uh speaking of, this just popped in with esports did you hear yeah. about this the twitch stream of oklahoma navy did you hear about this so no. oklahoma navy i think the game was you had to be I don't know. It had to be through some like it wasn't on like an ESPN platform. It was on something else that cost like sixty dollars, oh, really? you know, to, to take in the game. And it happened to be oh. a close game that went into overtime. So uh, someone started streaming the game on Twitch, obviously illegally, right. and it ended up getting like <laughs> ended up getting a, a I forget the number of falls, but it had it was like the second largest stream um, of that day <laughs> was the Oklahoma Navy game on Twitch. That's wow. what it was streaming. So, it was available on Fox Sports Oklahoma, and it was available on dedicated pay per view channel. Yeah, on participating Oklahoma program providers. What? <laughs> I didn't even know that was still a thing. I didn't know they could still do that. Spooner Sooner Sports TV. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I had no idea. Crazy. I, I totally missed that, but that's funny. That I mean, his accounts being banned i'm sure oh for, for sure <laughs> for doing that that's crazy yeah. uh I, I didn't i didn't see that oh my gosh i can't believe that they put it on that like closed circuit of a <laughs> inch anyway yeah. that's crazy uh well, good for that twitch guy he had hopefully a couple moments of income before his <laughs> twitch accounts deleted <laughs> or banned or whatever it is all right another segment we're gonna bring back it's been gone for a little bit America's yeah. favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah. All right. Casey's Corner Kick. And this one's going to be completely dedicated to uh, the team that I support, Liverpool. It was a big week for Liverpool. Uh, first off in the EPL, uh, they won again, beating Southampton 3-0. They're now alone in first place as uh, Chelsea dropped points uh, over the weekend with a tie. Uh, so they are 6-for-6 six six with 18 points in first place ahead of Chelsea and uh, Man City, who are sitting at 14 points, so feels pretty good uh, there. Uh, and in the other competition, the other main competition, Champions League, uh, Liverpool defeated PSG um, at Anfield, uh, which is a, a really good result, Marlo. Uh, PSG is the favorite to win the group, so getting an early victory against the team that probably should get out um, or should win the group is is, is really great. Uh, they got Napoli in week two, and I don't think we talked about the Champions League draw uh, because it was gone. The segment was gone for a couple of weeks, but uh, Liverpool is essentially in what I guess in the World Cup you would call the group of death, right? There's like three teams that could get out, uh, and I guess Champions League works kind of like the World Cup, where like all the good teams are in the same pool, so they can't be in the same group. 
right? Like Italy's not going to be the same group as Brazil in the world. Well, Italy didn't make the World Cup, bad example. <laughs> yeah. Spain and Brazil aren't going to be in the same group in the World Cup, right? Because the World Cup doesn't want those one of those to be eliminated. They do the same thing in Champions League. So most of the good teams uh, are in like pool one and then pool two is like the next tier. And somehow, I don't know exactly how, but Liverpool is in pool three. So whatever happened, they were going to be, Liverpool was going to be in kind of the group of death, let's say. Um, and they ended up with uh, uh, PSG and Napoli in their group. They got Napoli uh, as their next game in a, a week or two. Uh, coming up uh, but a great start to the the Champions League campaign a great start to uh, the Premier League campaign things are looking great in red for Liverpool and that's just what I wanted to share on the corner kick right. I'm very Go Liverpool. In, a, in a great in a great uh, spot in my soccer fandom all right yeah Liverpool doing well Packers yeah. Badgers coming off a good win so yeah a little yeah. up and down yeah, up and down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. take it all right. Uh, anything else in the corner kick? No, that's it for the for the corner kick. I think. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Unless you got anything else, Casey? Uh, nothing else. I'll just give my little sign off here. Uh, I hope until next time, fellow fans, that I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. All right, see you guys.